2: And hello, welcome in. It's a Thursday edition of the program. We're a little early today because we have male basketball. If you're listening here on the radio, we've got male basketball, Louisville male coming up at 11 a.m. They play in the Sweet 16 tournament down at uh, Rupp Arena in Lexington, and then Friday we should be back to our normal time of 11 o'clock the rest of the way. But uh, so with us early uh, if you're listening on the podcast, doesn't matter you're you're going to get it a little earlier than normal. But however you're listening, we're glad to have you with us today, and it is NCAA tournament day once again for the Indiana Hoosiers as they look to pull off a 12 versus five upset. Later tonight, when they take on a really good St. Mary's team out in Portland, Oregon, at the Moda Center tonight, uh, the game will tip, or at least it's scheduled to tip, at 7.20 p.m. on TBS. Normally, these NCAA games are pretty much on time. I know Tuesday got off about 20 minutes or so, and that was just the beginning of of delays that the IU team faced after the game. They had some issues, as we mentioned yesterday, with their travel and had to switch out airplanes and didn't get to Portland until much later in the uh, mid-morning, early hours of the morning than expected. Uh, And, of course, a really quick turnaround for this Indiana team. Outstanding game last night to just let you know that March Madness is here and we're getting ready for wall-to-wall basketball later today and Friday and this weekend and really for the next month or so. The Rutgers-Notre Dame game was outstanding last night. I thought it might go to triple overtime, but a double OT game and a big win for Mike Bray uh, for the Irish over Rutgers. I I hate to see – I like to see Big Ten teams win generally in the NCAA tournament. It's what I've followed all season long. Uh, I respect Rutgers and what they've been able to do. But uh, I also like to see teams with connections to our state or from our state do well also. And for Mike Bray, he really – needed to get in the tournament this year, and to get a win in the play-in game is really big for him as well. So uh, congratulations to the Irish. We'll see if uh, the Hoosiers can step back up and advance on in the first round um, uh, against St. Mary's tonight. You know, we're going to talk a lot about the IU-St. Mary's game. I'll tell you who else coming on today here, here in just a moment. But really for the second game in a row tonight, IU is going to play – more of a, uh, not a completely slow game, but a much more methodical game than a normal opponent that they would face in the Big Ten Conference. Wyoming definitely uh, slowed the tempo, slowed the pace down with the way that they played, with a lot of uh, posting up and back to the basket stuff. And there'll be some similarities, I think. Uh, in the way that St. Mary's plays tonight. But this is a really good team, and a really fundamental team is is the best way that I can describe them after what little bit I've seen of them this season and read up on them here over the last 24 hours or so. But a very fundamental uh, St. Mary's team that is going to take on, and uh, we'll see what happens. I, I, I don't make a lot of predictions on this show, but I think we're all comfortable in saying Trace Jackson-Davis is, is got to have a big game for IU to have some sort of tournament run here. Uh, I think we know the other production points for this IU team, Race Thompson, Xavier Johnson. Both of those guys have been uh, very helpful to the Hoosiers here during this Big Ten tournament and NCAA tournament time so far. But I really feel like having another contributor, uh, whether it's Galloway or I think if I had to bet or predict one, it would be Jordan Geronimo. He's been <clears throat> really good for IU and if he, can, uh, if he can put up double figures and uh, bring the energy on defense uh, that he's brought the last few games, minus the game he missed in the Big Ten tournament, I think that that, that can help push IU over the ledge here against the solid St. Mary's team. So a lot more coming up on the game tonight. Stay with us uh, here in this hour. We've got a lot of IU chatter coming up. Also, I want to mention uh, last night, Tried something just randomly. Uh, we did plan it a little bit with Ryan Miller, the coach of Providence. We had a Twitter Spaces, kind of a semi-state preview uh, Twitter Spaces. And very late in the game, uh, I just uh, a random uh, text message to Justin Betts, who, a uh, former pioneer and uh, Bellerman standout, had a, a great year for Bellerman. Technically his senior year, but he can come back for another year if he wants, and he hasn't yet made that decision or not yet. But we all know. The success Bellerman had, we all know also the heartbreak they had by not getting into the tournament, not being allowed to get into either the NIT or the NCAA uh, after winning their conference tournament in just year two of their Division One eligibility. But long story short, Justin Betts joined us last night as well. Uh, Chris Stoner from the News and Tribune was kind enough to help us out early on in the Twitter space when we had uh, some technical difficulties connecting with Coach Miller. But it was a lot of fun, and I'm not sure exactly how all this works. It's basically like a live audio chat and if you follow me on Twitter, you can you can go back and listen to the recording of it. But I saw as of this morning we had almost three hundred people listen to it between people that were in the space last night and between people that listened to it overnight or this morning, kind of as very similar to how you would a podcast. So it was really fun. Ryan Miller's great to talk basketball with. It was great to have him in, in more of a long-form conversation, and I definitely plan to do more of that kind of stuff. Uh, anything we can do to promote Southern Indiana sports, and uh, especially this time of year, we want to try to do it. And so for Coach Miller and and uh, those guys to join in, it was a lot of fun last night. All you got to do if you want to hear it is follow me on Twitter at Hoosier Hills. Again, all one word, Hoosier Hills, and uh, you can follow me there. It's just pl- click the uh, play recording button. You'll see it there right at the top, and uh, you can hear. Uh, I think we were on for like an hour and thirty minutes minus a couple. Uh, empty uh, minutes there at the beginning of it. Uh, you know. So we had a, a really, really good conversation. We went in depth about Providence and about the semi-state and talked about so many different subjects, so make sure you check that out. Let's take a look at the show lineup for today. Service of Honey Baked Tam in New Albany, Segment 1 coming up here in just a moment. We'll have some headlines. We'll take a look at IU and St. Mary's later today, also later in the hour, and also some coaching news. Archie Miller, coaching news I want to tell you about Uh, Coming up here in just a moment later in the show, uh, we will be joined by Alex Bozich of Inside the Hall. He's always with us on Thursdays to talk IU basketball. So we're going to really dive into the IU-St. Mary's matchup with Alex. And then later in the hour, I told a lot of people this last night on the uh, Twitter spaces with Coach Miller of Providence. If you're really a Pioneer fan, fan of high school basketball, you're going to go to the semi-state on Saturday at uh, Seymour, we we have Eastern Hancock coach Aaron Spaulding on today, who is uh, going to take on Providence Saturday. Very, very good Eastern Hancock team, and Coach Spaulding, kind enough to check in with us a little bit later in the hour. He's going to Tell us more about Eastern Hancock and the, the, the challenge, I think, that they will be for Providence coming up this weekend. That's the show lineup, a service of Honeybake Tam in New Albany. Don't forget to check out their dinner package deals, which are being offered. You can dine in, take them to go, and curbside service still available as well at Honeybake Tam in New Albany. Thornton's text line is open, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Thor- Thornton's is the perfect stop for all of the best pick-me-up items you need to get your day started. Like their fresh coffee and delicious donuts, and one other announcement as well, we are going to have the semi-state game on the radio. Our coverage from Seymour will begin around five forty, 540, five forty-five on on Saturday. It's we're planning on it to be here on. The Big X, 1450, 96.1 FM, like most all the high school games are. But if there's a conflict with Indiana, uh, if they win tonight, then we may have to move that to a sister station. So I'll be tweeting that out, and we'll make sure what we tell you Friday on on the program uh, what the plan is for Providence. But we had awesome numbers uh, for radio uh, last week down at Huntingburg and up at Seymour for Floyd Central in that first game. So join Jeff Crawford and I, even if you're at the game, take your AirPods and, and listen in on the streaming. It's, uh, uh, we, we appreciate having you along for the broadcast. There's no no question about that. Let's get into some headlines for today. Um, I mentioned St. Mary's. We're going to preview them with Alex coming up here. In just a a few moments, uh, in the next segment, actually, St. Mary's four players in double figures. uh, But no one of those four players is averaging more than 12.6 points per game. So they don't have like a a key 20-point-per-game score or anything like that. But to me, that's very impressive. A team approach, four in double figures, lots of different ways that that, uh, St. Mary's can hurt you. Uh, and one of those guys gets going, they, they can run it up to 20 points. There's no question about that. And that's why I keep saying with Indiana, if you get Geronimo or Galloway or someone else to step up with TJD, Race, and Xavier, who have been there pretty much most of the season long, um, that makes IU, I think, on a whole nother level uh, competitive and uh, really g- capable of beating anybody in this tournament. So but we'll preview St. Mary, uh, Mary's a little bit more with Alex coming up here. In just a few moments, and talk about uh, their path to the NCAA, and of course uh, the conference they're in, and, and who they are really—the profile of their uh, of their Gales uh, basketball team. Also, some coaching news. It seems like yesterday was a big day for coaching rumors. It started locally with Kenny Payne, former UK assistant coach, former U of U of L player. If you want to go back in the day. Uh, and he's now at the New York Knicks as an assistant coach and uh, he is going to take over the UFL program next year. It's basically all but confirm is confirmed, I believe at this point. U uh, going to make that announcement and uh, welcome in Kenny Payne officially sometime on Friday morning. So I think that's a great hire for Louisville. That's who the fans want and some want and-, and sometime when you've had some issues and-, and you're sliding a little bit and you're having some NCAA issues. I think going back home to a former Cardinal is someone a lot like Mike Woodson. He's being brought in not just to coach the team and lead the team next season, but uh, to help unite the fan base and the program and really the city of Louisville in many ways as well. So I think it's a good hire for of L. really look forward to seeing how that plays out. And I think it's worth noting from an IU perspective, Coach Woodson and Coach Payne, Appear to be very close and uh, work together at New York uh, for the Knicks. I was reading a story about Kenny Payne um, this morning, where Mike Woodson gave him a lot of credit for helping develop a couple players on the Knicks roster, and uh, they have had a lot of kind words go back and forth about each other since Coach Woodson has been the head coach at IU. So, could we maybe see, you know, an IU U of L game happen on a regular basis? Or from time to time, I know. I think I would sign up for that. I think most IU fans would, uh, just because there's a friendship there we've seen with Woodson and Cal, even Archie and Cal. It doesn't necessarily mean that there's going to be a game scheduled, but there obviously is a pretty good connection between those two. And really, getting a, a, a the three local schools here, there's a, a real deep connection, now, obviously between Payne and Cal. Uh, Kenny Payne was Cal Perry's former assistant, and then we know Coach Woodson uh, knows Coach Cal Perry well, and obviously I just talked about the connection between Payne and Woodson. So the three big locals all connected here pretty close, and it's a small world in college hoops at the high major level, but definitely some connection there. Also, another report out yesterday, multiple sources now reporting that it very much looks like Former IU coach Archie Miller is going to be hired as the new coach at Rhode Island. The deal could be finished as soon as maybe later this week. I've seen reports say, very interesting because uh, if this all works out, first of all, happy for Archie. Uh, Second of all, he's headed back to the Atlantic 10 Conference, a conference that he had all sorts of success in with the Dayton program, and so I think it's interesting. Travis Ford was at UMass, went to Oklahoma State. Things didn't go great there. He's back in the conference at St. Louis now in the A-10, having a lot of success, and uh, maybe Archie Miller can get back into that conference and have a lot of success at Rhode Island as well. Rhode Island's a, a very proud program. I think I saw last night they've been to 11 NCAA tournament so it'll be interesting to see if this works out for Archie and uh, hopefully a good landing spot for him if it does where he can get back into coaching and I didn't, didn't realize but one year to the day of the Tuesday play-in game the first four game for IU that's the day a year ago that Archie was fired so basically two three days after he was fired a year ago uh, he's likely going to have a, a good mid-major level Atlantic 10 Conference uh, Division One head coaching job at Rhode Island. So good for Archie. Uh, I hope he can pick up where he left off at Dayton. He had some good moments at IU. Uh, overall, his record's not terrible, uh, but I hope he can pick up where he left off and get things rolling again. And who knows, Archie's 43 years old. A good run at Rhode Island in the A-10 again, and he could be right back up on the block for a high major job, an Indiana-caliber job, or even something that's in that level. So uh, we'll see what happens with Archie Miller, but I wanted to pass that along. Also, tracking the Ball State job. That is an interesting in-state job. I think a really good job in the state of Indiana. Evansville is open right now as well. And uh, I've seen one of the Purdue assistants appears to be really uh, in line, possibly to land the Ball State job. But Mick Cronin last night out at UCLA in his uh, pregame press conference, he made a real push for Michael Lewis that he didn't think he'd have him with him much longer, meaning he would go on to, to lead a program of his own. But he made a real push and even named Ball State as a perfect landing spot for Michael Lewis. So we'll see if uh, there's a connection there, and if maybe Coach Lewis does come. I know there was a lot of rumors, a lot of thoughts, that maybe he was going to come back on the staff with Coach Woodson, but maybe does he come back to the state as a head coach uh, at Ball State? That job should be filled here over the next week or less, I would think. And that's a look at just some of the headlines out there here on this Thursday edition of the program. I did want to add in Jalen hood shafino has been named to the uh, Jordan Brand Classic. National All-Star Game, I mentioned this, it was announced during our show yesterday. He uh, will play on April 15th. That will be a televised game. And so we've bragged a lot about Hood Shafino and how good his high school team is this season. He's had a lot of games on national television, so if you're a big IU fan, you probably have had a chance to see him play. But if not April 15th, it's an All-Star setting, so not as good as a real high school game, but a good chance to see someone that I think in cream and crimson is going to be pretty good here in the coming seasons. And uh, we got a lot to talk about with IU and St. Mary's and can this Hoosier team put a run together in the NCAA tournament. But you start thinking about the roster for next season, who could come back, what the transfer portal could look like, who could get better in the offseason, players coming in like Hood Shafino. And I'm very interested about IU next season in year two under Mike Woodson. But, hey, for the first time in a while, it's the middle of March and we still got – live basketball to talk about with IU in the mix. So we'll keep it there at least for now. We'll head to a break. We're back with Alex Bozich to talk IU hoops. We'll get you ready for the game tonight against St. Mary's. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. All right, back here on this Thursday edition of the program. Again, we're in the 10 o'clock hour today, live on the Big X because of a male uh, Bulldogs from Louisville in the Sweet 16 tournament down in Ruff Arena. A couple quick things before we get to Alex. Uh, the Thornton's text line is open, 502-414-1450. If you've got a question or, or you want to sound off, On the Hoosiers, again, 502-414-1450. Texter writes, Jordan G. needs to start tonight. Enough said. Go Hoosiers. Well, I'm not sure I disagree, but I don't think we're going to see any changes tonight in the starting lineup in an NCAA tournament game. Uh, So thank you for the message. Also, um, I wanted to pass along that uh, from my notes I left out in the first segment, New Albany graduate Sean East, he had 43 points yesterday in the NJCAA National Tournament out in Hutchinson, Kansas, in front of a lot of college coaches. And his Logan team from Illinois, they were upset. I think they were a four seed and got beat by a, a much lower seed. And so his junior college career, his one year deal there is over. It's going to be really interesting now with the monster year of junior college basketball that Sean East had to see where he lands. And I I think he's got some high majors after him. We've seen a big list of schools recruiting Sean, and we're going to be, I think, in the coming weeks, find out what his plans are for. Uh, his next step. Alex Bozich is with us right now. Alex is the editor of InsideTheHalt.com and is with us to talk IU basketball on Thursdays. And Alex, I think um, I'm not even sure I've lost track of six, seven, eight years we've been doing this show. And you've been on with us uh, as far back as anyone on this program. Very rarely over these years have we had the opportunity to in the middle of March on this day to talk about IU in the tournament normally uh, the season's over we're talking about the roster for next season we're getting your thoughts on other NCAA tournament games of interest and still enjoying this time of year but boy it's a lot better when a team if you're a fan that you cheer for is in it and if you're somebody like us a team you follow is still alive it it makes for some better conversations this time of year.
3: Yeah, and it's been quite the turnaround, Matt, from the last time we talked. You know, Indiana's played a bunch of games in that time span, three in the Big Ten tournament. They played one earlier this week, obviously, uh, against Wyoming and Dayton, and now today they'll play, uh, obviously, St. Mary's out in Portland. But the turnaround's been pretty uh, remarkable. Uh, I don't think there was much hope of this team uh, after losing to Rutgers uh, and Purdue, uh, two close losses. Uh, I don't think most of us thought that this was going to be an NCAA tournament team, but here we are. Uh, this team has uh, found uh, its way here late in the season, uh, was able to, to get some work done in the Big Ten tournament, and obviously a uh, big win the other night against uh, Wyoming. Uh, and In a game where I didn't feel like either team played particularly well, but Indiana played just well enough to, to get past uh, the Cowboys and, and now have uh, what I think is a, a really uh, difficult matchup tonight against St. Mary's up in uh, Portland.
2: All right, Alex Bozich is my guest. Alex, are are you convinced that this team is genuinely genuinely playing better basketball and really no, within reason, no matter who the opponent is, can be competitive and will be competitive? Are the days of these uh, just uh, total um, er- errant uh, periods uh, of, of, of uh, turnovers and uh, just bad shooting. And I know we still still saw bad shooting in Dayton the other night, but do you think Indiana's a team that's going to be in as many games as they play the rest of the way they're going to be in them?
3: Yeah, they should be. I mean, they, they, they were in most games this season, really uh, with the exception of a couple. Uh, they played most teams. You know, at least if it wasn't down to the wire, they were in the game with four or five minutes uh, to go. I mean, the Illinois game at home obviously was one where they weren't particularly close. I think Michigan State on the road uh, was another one that you can point to. But beyond that, I mean, they mostly were were in every game they played. It was just they were unable to finish games. And I think in Indianapolis, uh, you know, being able to overcome that second half deficit against Michigan was – A big, big deal for this team, just confidence wise. And then Illinois, the way they handled uh, that game, I think was uh, equally impressive just because they're playing a really good team, a team that had beaten them handily early in the season. Um, And then Iowa, obviously, they played them down to the wire. So, you know, they're going to be in, they should be in the game with, with anybody they play. Uh, I think there's obviously some things that are that are uh, important that they they need to do uh, in order to win games in the tournament. But they've been competitive all season, and I see no reason why uh, whoever they play uh, they, they can at least be competitive and have a, give themselves a chance to win.
2: All right, Alex Bozic is my guest. Alex, a little bit more on this St. Mary's team. This is really going to be the second game in a row where IU plays a team that. Uh, slows the tempo, slows the pace, and uh, I'm not sure that it'll be what it was against Wyoming the other night. But there are some similarities that we can draw between Wyoming and now St. Mary's. Yeah, St. Mary's
3: um, just defensively is at a totally different level than Wyoming. And honestly, looking at their numbers, they're on a they're on a different level than any of the teams Indiana's played recently, and that goes back to, to Michigan, Illinois, and Iowa. I mean, they're top 10 in the country in adjusted defensive efficiency, and Ken Palm, uh, that's significant considering uh, the fact that those numbers are all adjusted for competition, and St. Mary's played, uh, you know, a solid non-conference schedule in their league this year is, is better than what it typically is, and I always like to talk about Gonzaga not playing uh, the top level of competition, but you know this team, had, this conference had three uh, at you know teams that were obviously Gonzaga got the automatic bid. They had two at large teams uh, along with Saint Mary's and San Francisco, and then two teams that went to the NIP. So for that that league, that's a really good year. You listen to Randy Bennett, their coach, talk yesterday in Portland, and he said, you know, since he's been there, this is as good uh, of the league as it's been, and you know this is a team that that beat gonzaga as recently as february uh 12th or actually it was february 26th so late in the season they were able to beat gonzaga they have won five of the last six they've got you know a difficult system i think to play against with like you said that they slow the ball down they defend really well and you know there's been some comparisons to wisconsin I think there's something a little bit to that in that this is a team that's not going to beat themselves. So Indiana's going to have to uh, play really well, I think, to win this game. Whereas the other night against Wyoming, you know, Wyoming did a lot of things that really helped Indiana win. I mean, they're, they're two best players combined for 15 turnovers. I don't think you're going to see that type of uh, effort uh, tonight out of St. Mary's. So it's, it's definitely a, a game where Indiana's going to have to play uh, for a full 40 minutes if they want to advance.
2: All right, Alex, I got to ask about Jordan Geronimo. He was fantastic the other night for this IU team, and with every minute he gets on the court, there seems to be improvement, and you can just, I think, see his stock at IU and in college hoops soar. How important is a guy like he? And I, I've mentioned this a couple times now since the game uh, in Dayton. I think for IU to add another consistent weapon. Uh, as far as scoring goes, that, that would be huge for this team if they could put together some sort of run in the NCAA tournament. Can Jordan be that guy? And, and just talk about how you've seen his game take some leaps and bounds, grow grow by leaps and bounds here recently.
3: Yeah, I think the thing with him specifically, it's always been about him getting that opportunity. Uh, we've talked about this kind of throughout the season, Matt. You know, Mike Woodson this season was – very much in a win mode now and and wasn't necessarily willing to experiment with guys or give them too long of a leash. And I think earlier in the season that hurt Geronimo because he made some mistakes defensively, had turnover problems and really could never get into a groove. But I think as he's grown more comfortable being out there and playing more minutes, you've really seen some of the things that he uh, excels at uh, become you know reasons to play him more minutes i mean he can step out and hit the occasional three-pointer he's really good in the mid-range uh offensive rebounding he's been outstanding and defensively he's been really good now there's been two games now where he was able to come in for race thompson who hadn't been playing well and kind of replace that production and maybe even add a little bit more uh, to the table so He's definitely kind of, you know, I hate to use the word X factor because there's so many different guys that can be that, but he's a guy that, if Indi- you know, if Indiana's going to win, I think they need to have him playing well because there's, on this team, offensively, besides Trace Jackson-Davis and Xavier Johnson to an extent, there's just not been a whole lot of con- consistent production. So if you can have Geronimo... Uh, coming off the bench and, and giving you 8 to 10 points and 15 to 20 solid minutes, that that's a, a big deal in a game that that's probably going to be low scoring and played at a slower pace.
2: I tell you what, I was looking at the names of some of the St. Mary's players this morning on your website in one of your previews of tonight's game. Uh, they've got, it looks like, five players from outside of the United States, a couple from from Eastern Europe, Australians, Uh, and then a a player from New Zealand as well so this is really an international St. Mary's team as well I think that's kind of adds a little bit additional intrigue to this uh, Gales ball club yeah I mean they've
3: got a lot of experience too I mean that four of their top, top six players I believe are seniors the other two are upperclassmen and really you look at the, they're balanced offensively. They've got four guys averaging in double figures between 10.2 and and 12.6 points per game. They've got a, a big man who's the leading scorer, um, Matthias toss, I think is how you say his name. He's six foot 10 averages, 12.6 a game, six rebounds, shoots relatively high percentage. And and the thing about him is, you know, you you think is he going to be overwhelmed by trace Jackson Davis? Well, you know, he's played three games this season against Chet Holmgren and Drew Timmy at Gonzaga. So he's seen some really good players uh, this season in the West Coast Conference. And, you know, their backcourt is, is led by, you know, the point guard, uh, Tommy Kuse and, and Logan Johnson, who will probably get the, the assignment of, of guarding Xavier Johnson. Uh, Logan Johnson started his career at Cincinnati and has played the last three seasons at at St. Mary's, you know, he's got a team-high 64 steals this year. That's two per game. That's that's a, a pretty big number um, for a college player. Uh, he, and, and Kuse is a guy who wasn't a great three-point shooter the last couple of years, but this is his sixth year in college basketball, and he's really worked on his perimeter shot, uh, shooting at 46.9% from three. So he's a guy that you can't afford uh, to to get away on the perimeter. And, and really, St. Mary's they're a 35% three-point shooting team. Uh, it's not a great percentage, but they do have three guys that shoot it well. Um, I mentioned uh, the point guard, but also Alex Dukas shooting close to 39%. He's a starter. And Kyle Bowen, another guy with some size uh, 39%. So they've got three guys that you know are shooting high 30s into the 40s from three. Uh, and, and to go along with Logan Johnson, who's a good defender and their big man. So I, I, they've got... Uh, a pretty solid mix of players and you know this is a legitimate team i mean they're ranked 16th or 17th in ken palm uh they're i think in bart torvik they're also in the top 20 they've been in the ap top 25 poll for a majority of the season and and so uh this is this is going to be a battle for indiana and if they win this game uh, i think it'll be a really impressive uh win for the hoosiers
2: all right, Alex Bozic inside the hall, our guest. Alex, I hate to take away from conversation on the game tonight. There's so many different points I want to bring up, but I did have a text on the Thornton's text line about uh, Myro Little or Miro Little. Any update on the uh, the overseas prospect that IU is uh, is looking into and heavily recruiting?
3: Uh, no update there. He's not going to be doing anything in terms of his recruitment until his season's over and that's not going to be till the playoffs are over in the league that he's playing and from uh, exchanging messages with his mom uh, as recently as a couple weeks ago they weren't expecting to do anything until at least april uh potentially later than that so no no update there i'm sure uh the family is paying close attention to march madness as the three teams that he is considering baylor villanova and indiana are all playing and I think that'll have maybe a little something to do. I think it's good for Indiana that they were able to make the tournament. Uh, that I think that that was a, that's probably a big deal uh, for him wanting to come to a program that's going to have success and give himself a chance to play in the tournament. But nothing imminent there, and and uh, you know I wouldn't expect anything here uh, in the immediate future in terms of a decision.
2: And Archie Miller's name being uh, surfaced for the Rhode Island job, it sounds like that, that is something that has some traction and could get done. Uh, Archie Miller could return to the uh, college basketball landscape as a coach very soon. Yeah, that's
3: not particularly surprising, um, given the fact that he had a ton of success in that league at Dayton and Rhode Island, uh, probably thinking that he can replicate that uh, if if they were to bring him in. So uh, I don't think that would be uh, a bad hire for them. Uh, Just, you know, that's Probably about where uh, he belongs, just in terms of level. Um, he had a chance at the high major level, not saying that he couldn't get back there one day and succeed, but he's probably going to have to step down a notch and, and prove himself and then maybe hope to, to work his way back up in the coming years.
2: All right, Alex Bozich Inside the Hall. You can read his website, InsideTheHall.com. There's all sorts of IU coverage, and follow him on Twitter as well. Alex, uh, talk with you soon. We'll see next Thursday if the Hoosiers can still be in this thing.
3: All right, Matt.
2: Thanks. Have a good day. All right, Alex Bolzich with us on Thursdays. We'll head to a break. Final segment is Eastern Hancock basketball coach Aaron Spaulding. Uh, that's who Providence plays on Saturday in the Simma State. He's going to give us a preview of his Royals team. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. All right, we're back here on this Thursday program. Big high school basketball game coming up on Saturday at a great place to be if you're a high school basketball player or coach in March, and that's Lloyd E. Scott Gymnasium on the campus of Seymour High School. We've talked lots about the Providence Pioneers this week. We've heard from Coach Ryan Miller, and now it's a chance to get to hear from a gentleman named Aaron Spaulding who is in year number 23 as the head coach at Eastern Hancock, and the Royals have made their way through the sectional and regional and now will square off with the Pioneers at 6 p.m. on Saturday night. Coach, first off, congratulations to you as well. On an outstanding season, it looks like the Royals are playing some of their best basketball when it matters most here in the month of March.
1: Yeah, we've really played well um, once the tournament hit. I mean, really playing well before then, but uh, really, I uh, as I, you said, I think we're playing our best basketball of the year at the, at the right time.
2: Coach, uh, you've been there 23 years. I can think of uh, Jim Shannon locally here at New Albany uh, that is right at your, uh, at your mark as well. That's an outstanding period of time to coach at one school these days. Talk about uh, all the years you've been there and kind of your background at Eastern Hancock building this program.
1: Um, yeah, I came uh, you know, from a, a very different setting. I went to school and played at and, and was an assistant at Warden Central High School um, and, uh, I was looking for a head coaching job and, uh, and came here, um, in, uh, 1999. And, um, uh, my, my intention at the time was probably just to be here a few years and then, and then, uh, head back, uh, toward the Indy area. Uh, but I got here, I enjoyed the small school setting, um, love the administration here. Uh, and, and here we are 23 years later, um, I'm still going and, and we've built something that, that we're very proud of, our competitiveness, and uh, and uh, so we hope to keep it going forward.
2: Absolutely. Talking with Aaron Spaulding, he's the head coach at Eastern Hancock who will take on Providence in a one-game semi-state. Winner gets to the 2A state championship game the following week. In addition, and I want to talk about some of your players and the team here coming up in a moment, but in addition to the success of the program this year and this great run here in the tournament, I, I can only imagine that this year has been extra special because you've got two sons uh, on the team. They're twins. And so to have this kind of success at a school that you've been at, been an anchor at for many years is one thing. But to have kids and family involved, I'm sure has to make this thing extra special.
1: Yeah, this is, uh, you know, obviously special. And not just because uh, of the twins, but I've, I've been coached uh, really, you know, uh, most of the kids at various levels um, you know, all the way since they've been in kindergarten. Um, So, so not only it's, it's, it's the twins, but it's also their friends and, and we've kind of grown up together and, and, you know, played various levels. So, um, you know, it's, like you said, it's kind of extra special considering all the kids involved.
2: All right, coach Spalding, if you would give us a, a thumbnail sketch of the Royals team. I know that Landon O'Neill, uh, is your leading scorer, at least the, from stats that I've seen, kind of researching for the game. But ho- highlight some of the names that listeners today might uh, pay attention to Saturday night uh, during the contest.
1: Well, as you mentioned, Landis leads in scoring. Uh, the Twins, Jacob Silas, both are in double figures as well. Uh, running up starting lineup, uh, Edric Miller uh, is a junior, very you know good shooter, good ball handler. Cole Rainbold is uh, I mean, our de facto center, he's only about uh, 5'11", but he's uh, just kind of a freak athlete and, and does a lot for us. Um, then we got a couple kids off the bench, Cyrus Burton and Grant Gray, who have played enormous roles this year for us. Um, so, so really this is a, a truly a, a, a team in every sense of the word. I think we've had five different kids lead us in scoring at various times during the season. Um really balanced, um, so you know they just do a great job playing together and have great chemistry.
2: All right, coach, it's been a little while since Eastern Hancock has had this kind of success in the tournament. Uh, tell us uh, what's life been like in Charlottesville, Indiana, where Eastern Hancock mm-hmm. is located? And uh, I have to believe, and from what I know about your school and your school system, there's got to just be an unbelievable amount of support for this basketball team that's excited about Saturday.
1: Oh, yeah, there. are you know, it's kind of crazy, you know, from the sectional and then again from the regional, we have lights and sirens all the way back to the school, and uh, everybody's excited, signs in the yards, uh, you know, everybody's um, kind of gearing up, and uh, well, we, well, we had a great crowd now in the regional, we played very close locally, the school, uh, about 15 minutes from us, Greenfield, uh, so we didn't have to go very far, obviously we're traveling a little bit farther, but I know we'll have a great backing at Seymour, Um, and, uh, you know, the community has been great, and they get really excited uh, when we have success in the tournament.
2: All right, Coach, uh, I know you've done this for many years, and so I know your travel's across the state have taken you to a lot of different places to play basketball here in our, our great basketball craze state. But have you been to Seymour? And if you have uh, for practice this week, uh, what was your impression walking in with your team? It's just uh, for people here in southern Indiana – kind of a Mecca this time of year where you know maybe you play your sectional there <laughs> right. if you're a 4A school and then there's a 4A right. regional there and I know New Albany and uh, many other locals have had some some packed houses there in recent years and it's just become a really special place in March what's your what's your take on that uh, that palace here in, in Seymour <laughs>
1: we were just there we were just there last night as a matter of fact for practice uh, uh, you know it's a decent drive for us and actually the first time I've ever been in that gym um I've been a lot of places but i've not been i've been uh in that gym so obviously you know kind of one of the uh throwback uh you know old big gyms you know uh hoosier stereotype gyms um I, I do you know obviously i'm i mentioned earlier i'm from Warren Central so i uh Warren Central fans will remember beating uh, new albany there uh, you know, uh, several uh, a few years ago, when Lankford was uh, was a senior, and that was a, and they went on to win the state. Um, so, so as a Warren Central Warrior, that was a, a great night for us. So, um, but uh, yeah, it was a great gym. It'll be, uh, you know, fantastic once it's packed. It'll be a great atmosphere, and we're just really looking forward to the opportunity,
2: Coach. I've had a couple people ask me this week where exactly is. Eastern Hancock and, and Hancock County, mm-hmm. and I'll let you answer that so I know I get it right. But one thing, and I'm, I'm a yeah. little bit of a history buff, you you guys are, are not necessarily located fully in Hancock County. Uh, Charlottesville, where the school's located, is split between Rush and Hancock Counties, if I'm right. So a little bit about your community and where you guys are coming from.
1: Yeah, we are uh, the easiest way. We're about uh, 30 minutes directly east of Indianapolis. Um, would be the, the easy way. We are a donut county to Marion County. So we are, um, you know, just, just to the east of Marion County. Um, so that's, that's kind of, and we, it's kind of a, it's obviously a, a, an old consolidation. Um, you know, we, we have three schools at one time Wilkinson, Charlottesville, and Westland that, that consolidated in the, the late 60s. Uh, to become Eastern Hancock, but we have we have anywhere from Greenfield to Wilkinson to Charlottesville to uh, um, Carthage to Willow, Willow Branch, just a consolidation kind of of communities, uh, surely. Uh, all those communities come together to make Eastern Hancock.
2: All right, we're talking with Aaron Spaulding. He's the longtime coach of Eastern Hancock. Uh, they'll be the opponent of Providence on Saturday at Seymour. Can you give me your thoughts uh, generally on this Providence team? I know both coaches, I'm sure, and staffs have been hard at work, really, since you found out Saturday night after your regional championships who you would be sure. facing off with. What's What's the take on this Providence team?
1: Well, I, I tell you what, they, uh, I, I thought last week, uh, you know, I, uh, especially the Linton game, you know, uh, I thought, you know, obviously Lyndon has the higher profile old player. I mean, they probably had the best player on the floor, but uh, I thought the better team won. And that's, I guess, where I would, um, you know, put them as I just think they're a really good team. Uh, you know, there's, it doesn't appear, at least to me, there's uh, one kid that, that, you know, you can just focus on. They're very balanced. I know Kalen leads them in scoring. Uh, Looks like Hesse can really shoot the ball. Williams does some stuff inside. Um, You know, Beatty also does some stuff. They have their ball handlers and Carver and Johnson. Um, So it's just they're a real balanced team, so it's not like we can just focus on one kid and say, hey, if we get this kid stopped. Uh, you know we're gonna have a, a good chance. I forgot to mention Simmons, kind of like a Swiss Army knife, does does about a little bit of everything. Um so uh I take that back it's Lehman. Um, I'm looking at the thing I'm number thirteen. I right now oh, I have Simmons. numbers that, in my yep. head a lot, lot is, more than
2: that uh, is Simmons. Yeah yep, Simmons.
1: Yeah I have numbers in my head a lot more <laughs> than I have uh I have names. Sure. Um yep. I know I know five and twenty-three <laughs> and uh, ten, and yes. that, that's why that's what I've been watching on tape all week. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's kind of interesting. Like, and we had it somewhat in the regional, um, like Southmont. When I found out we played Southmont first, I was like, I don't even know where Southmont is. Um, and it's kind of like Providence. I don't know a thing about them, but we're going to find out about them as soon as you, you, know, in your sectional play. Generally, you're really familiar with the opponent. Matter of fact, uh, team we beat in the sectional championship between the end of last year. And now we'd played them five times, hmm. um, between summer and, uh, and, and regular season and the sectional. Um, so we're really familiar, but now we're, you know, you gotta, you gotta and quick, quick and you gotta get familiar with them and, and figure out what, what makes them go. Um, I, I think Providence is really good defensively. Um, they're really physical defensively, um, Uh, offensively, they cut real well, do things well. So, like I said, I think it's just a really good team.
2: All right, Coach Spaulding of Eastern Hancock. Coach, uh, as we let you go here, uh, if you had to summarize your club, and I know you've told us about some of the key players to watch out for on Saturday, but if you had to summarize your ball club, what's a a word or two, an adjective or two, that you think best describes this year's Eastern Hancock team? Um, I
1: I just think, like I said earlier, this is just a kind of similar to Providence. This is a really good team. Um, you know, chemistry is great. Um, they have a lot of fun together. Um, you know, they, they they work well together. They they don't care who gets it. Um, they just want to win. So I I guess I guess the best way that is I just think they're winners.
2: Got it. Good stuff. Aaron Spaulding, kind enough to join us and uh, give us a little preview from the. Eastern Hancock side of things. Coach, thanks so much for the chat. Best of luck to you and the Royals and Seymour.
1: All right. Thanks. We'll see you Saturday.
2: And that's going to wrap things up for this Thursday edition of the program. IU in action after winning the play-in game earlier in the week. Of course, what a turnaround for the Hoosiers. I know we've, we've talked a little bit about the delay after the game on Tuesday. And finally getting to Portland. But uh, ready to go uh, is Indiana for a big game coming up later uh, against a solid St. Mary's team. So this is going to be, I think, a very interesting challenge for IU. The Hoosiers are definitely playing good enough uh, and have, I think, enough weapons to maybe win this thing. But St. Mary's uh, comes from a solid conference on the West Coast. They uh, have the experience of playing along uh, who I think is going to win the NCAA tournament this year, Gonzaga. And so uh, it should be a really interesting matchup today. Don't forget Don Fisher has the call here on the Big X and I'll be back tomorrow. We'll get back to our regular time slot of 11 a.m. Uh, with some of the uh, Louisville teams. We were following Jefferson Town specifically losing on Wednesday. That opens up our the Sweet 16 slot at 11 o'clock. We do not have to have that On Friday. So I'll be with you Friday at 11 o'clock. We'll break down the IU win, we hope, we think, and we'll talk more about uh, this crazy, crazy time of year. This is March Madness. Stay with us for more. Back to wrap up the week on Friday. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison.